The following audio may not meet the recording standards you're used to from RPG Academy Network podcasts. Lawful and Orderly streams live on Twitch every Monday at 8pm Eastern, and this audio is pulled directly from our video. Send all complaints to michael at therpgacademy.com and join us on Mondays. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Lan Arcanum, the city of magic. At the nexus of three major ley lines, the city shimmers with magical energy. But that kind of power brings trouble. Trouble that sometimes seems to spawn from thin air. Luckily for the folks of Lan Arcanum, the High Guard take their jobs seriously. LAHG is comprised of many different divisions, but of particular interest is the Special Visions Unit. The SVU deals with the strangest and most disturbing cases in Lan Arcanum. This is one such case. We rejoin our detectives for the thrilling conclusion of Dead Ringer. Welcome back to Lawful and Orderly Special Visions Unit. We're joined tonight by Scott Brown playing Ilan Brownfeet and Bark the Dog. Rolf. Marty McGuire playing Aaron Tweet Twilson, Rookie of the Force, mostly. And James D'Amato playing KB Blood Crusher. Pretend me not here. Right along author joining our detectives for their extremely complicated and high stakes case. Uh, our case so far has been that we the detectives received a number of false visions, which they have demonstrated were demonstrably false when the uh, victims were contacted and were proved to be alive. Um, a non-vision theft of an, a pendant of illusion from the Church of Fashionology and a vision implicating their chief officer of the murder of a deputy magistrate, very high in the magistrate order and very important. And the Black Inquisition has come and shut down the entirety of the High Guard except for Ilan, Bark, and Aaron, and only because they are contractually obligated to perform this ride along with KB Blood Crusher or face a steep penalty. So we join our detectives having uh, investigated the scene of the theft of the illusion pendant and uh, having made some discussions and accusations against a former, um, the, the one who got away, Vata Bosak. And they are now on their way. It tastes like the other one who got away. Oh, the other one who got away. <laughs> like I technically. Third... Do- do you no, mean the other, other one that got away? Yeah, we... Boy, we're not very good at this. <laughs> the record's not great. Um, How often do criminals get away? Well, well you know, we there's... gotta find them first, and... It's... Then there's we uh, conviction. It's sort of out of our hands, you know. It's in this Many things becoming clear to Blood Crusher. <laughs> it's a rough and tumble world here in Lan Arcanum. We do our best. Yeah, modern it. medieval fantasy justice isn't all it's cracked up to be. Um, as you as you are explaining the ins and outs of the system to Katie Bloodcrusher, you arrive at the uh, former uh, the courtroom of former deputy magistrate Iman Scowl. Uh, you the courtroom courtroom looks almost exactly as it did at nine o'clock, the time of the vision. It's about ten now. Um, except that it's nearly empty at this point. A pair of street guards are flanking the body of the former deputy magistrate. Um, former he left him magistrate. his body out here to rot? He's got a <laughs> sheet on him. They're waiting for someone more official than the street guard to come along and do something. It's not Perhaps a gentle repose cast. Yeah, that, is, that is the uh, street guard motto. Definitely, yeah, definitely not from the street guard cast. To show yeah. up and wait. To show up and wait. Wait for somebody else to come do the work for you. Nice. Uh, so they're, they're flanking the corpse. Uh, <laughs> the former, street guard. Can I leave yet? That actually, if we got to get that in Latin, it would be perfect. <laughs> uh, we also have a former Henny Megastrate, Gillette, sitting at a table. He is still bound with silver manacles that would prevent him from casting any spells. And there's a plucky looking halfling woman staring intently at the side door. Hmm. 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 Uh, Aaron's going to detect magic just, just to kind of get a lay of this place. Cause it, a lot of stuff went down here and a lot of, oh. and there's a strong caster, at least one supposedly in silver shackles. You are, um, you are temporarily, uh, you're for a moment, you're blinded until the, 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 the light fades. This entire room is coated in wards and protective uh, and uh, dismissive uh, spells that would prevent 
um, any sort of illusion or deception magic uh, in theory. Um, you see that the, the silver shackles that uh, uh, that Gillette is bound with are emanating a, a anti-magic. They're extremely uh, dark in your, your detective magic. Today. And uh, Gillette himself is not emanating any magic, but you can see the seed of power that he holds. Uh, he is an extremely powerful illusionist. Mm. Uh, and there's no other magic in the room. Cool. Your eyes eventually adjust to the yeah. vision. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah. do, do you want to take the the living or the dead? Uh, I generally I'm pretty good with people. I'm a people person. Well, oh, okay. I consider myself a people person too, but I also respect the dead as people. So I'll I'll, I'll go do that. <laughs> the uh, the mortally departed. Yeah, is the Th- those the who've perhaps temporarily shuffled off the mortal coil. You know, just to, to commune with their deities a little more directly. Temporarily. It's probably it's maybe. maybe. Who knows? You know. And... Uh so let's uh, let's follow Illin and Bark. And uh KB, are you sticking with uh Illin and Bark or are you gonna follow uh Aaron Twilson? Or are you gonna step off on your own and do some investigating of your own, Mr. Blood Crusher? Uh, Blood Crusher is going to sit and watch, uh, waiting for the proper moment to, uh, to like interject. I don't want to. I don't want to step on any official toes here. Excellent. The per- you're in the perfect opportunity to correct anyone smugly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just, me I love not it. Here. <laughs> pretend, pretend me not here. All right. So, uh, so Ilan and Bark approach uh, the corpse of Iman Scowl. Um, he's guarded by a pair of street guard, um, but as they see you approach and they see your badge and Bark's badge, you can see relief kind of covering over their face and they, they, uh, they get even more casual. They just lean back against the wall entirely now. Officers, <sighs> don't be casual. This is the chief. Stand at attention. Rolf. Uh, they Rolf. straighten up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> of course it is. Oh, I told you the high guard were crazy. That's better. Now, what what have we got, fellows? Dead guy. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's him under the sheet. Oh yep, yep, yep. So so uh, I assume you guys came probably twenty minutes after it had happened and saw nothing. Yeah, we've been here for about about we say five minutes. They checked their wrist sundials. Mm-hmm. Eh, seven minutes, give or take. Uh, all right, all right. So uh, step aside and let the high guard work. By all means, and they step aside and and actually they turn to watch you. They're and, intrigued uh, by you and your dog. Ellen takes the sheet and dramatically pulls it away. And she goes, aha! You see uh, Iron Scowl, definitely dead, uh, in jeans and a white t-shirt. Uh, and there is an arrow sticking out of his chest and blood stains along his white t-shirt. A white jeans and a white t- that is Yeah, blue jeans and a white t-shirt. He was in like professorial important robes, wasn't he? He definitely was. Um, and you actually... You actually know this. Um, the uh, those were the markers of his station, and would automatically have disappeared and appeared on the new deputy magistrate um, mm. when the when the magistrate appointed one from the top floor of the Everspire the Tower from the top floor. Yes, yes, that's that's of course because does, why does that reassignment happen uh, on somebody's order or does it happen magically when somebody uh, on the order of the, the position? On the order of the magistrate, but okay. it's almost instantaneous. Because time has no meaning it's, to the magistrate. Yeah, it's it's auto magical basically. Nobody nobody really knows. That that auto magic stuff freaks me out. Uh, Ellen pokes at the arrow. It is embedded in his chest. Would you? Would Ellen like to maybe make a check to check out the yes. arrow? Yes. Oh, perfect. Uh, well, while uh, Ellen's uh, time as a park ranger did not. Uh, Train her thoroughly in the the process of identifying. Uh, wait, is he a human? He, uh, I'm in Scowl. Yes, is a yes. no. He's a he's a sun elf. Sorry, he's a sun elf. Su- <laughs> I'm sorry, he's not a human. <laughs> Dang, favorite enemy curses me again. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, yeah, no, so so uh, Illin is is not extremely well trained at identifying non-human corpses, uh, or or investigating them, but but. Uh, she is really handy with identifying animal corpses, so uh, she's kind of hoping to use survival 
to poke at the corpse. You could probably use survival to identify the feathers on the arrow. Uh, yeah. um, you could, and you if might it's be like able... a rare breed of bird, it might lead somewhere. Or, yeah, and you might be able to, to look in the wound a little bit. Yeah, let's, let's, you can investigate the arrow. I think that's a good call. That's a good uh, idea uh, from James. Let's uh, use your survival to investigate the arrow, okay. but not the, you don't have any idea what the wound is. Because that's, you don't understand right. dark elf. Well, I, or I can roll on that too, I guess. Anatomy. But come on. Oh. So <laughs> Ellen, uh pulls out the arrow and tastes the blood. Like, oh, oh, gosh. What, what, what do you think, Chief? Oh, no. I know. It tastes like a wound, right? And, and then she discards the arrow and goes in to investigate the body. With, uh, we'll, we'll just do medicine and hope that we get way better than six. <laughs> hey! So, uh, despite the nothing uh, that Ilan learned about the arrow, uh, the, uh, she got a 15 plus two is 17 total Ooh, on medicine hey. to look at the body. Perfect. Um, well, you reckon you can tell things about this wound even after you've made it worse by pulling the arrow out the wrong way. Uh, because your check was so high, um, it uh, it was a perfect shot directly through the heart of Iman Scowl. This could not have been a more perfect killing if it had been like if there had been a wire going from the bow through his heart already. That's pretty mysterious. Well, we did meet Vada Bostock at an archery range. Hmm, Vada Bosek. You did meet Vatabosek and a number of other archers in the archery range. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's it is a perfect it is a perfect shot. Hmm. Uh, and we we jump over to Aaron Twilson, uh, who has gone up to talk to. Did you go up to talk to Gillette, the halfling, uh, former Hemi Megastrate, or did you go up to talk to the plucky female halfling looking at uh. the door frame? Yeah, I figure uh, the former demi magistrate isn't going anywhere. So I want to. I'm. I'm gonna go talk to the halfling that looks like she's waiting for something or wanting to be elsewhere. Perfect. Um, she is. Um, she's actually looking intently at the door frame. She doesn't really seem like she's waiting. She seems like she's kind of nosing around and uh, checking out the scene. Uh oh. Hello. She looks <clears> up at <throat> you. Uh, uh, yes. Hi, uh, Officer Twilson. Oh. Uh, High guard. Nilly Norwinkle of the Ley Line, investigative reporter. Oh. She flashes her press badge at you. Nice to meet you. Uh, you know, I've, I'm a rookie, but this is the first time I've met the press. Uh, we've, although, uh, I mean, maybe that's not true. Like, we've, we've got a ride along going right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, is that KB Blood Crusher? P- pretend me not here. Pretend me not here. Hey, KB. Here. Yeah, sorry. He's 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 trying not to uh, to influence anything. He wants to see how this plays out. Oh, he's great. I did an interview with him last year. He is a sweetheart. Oh, it's you too so kind. Too oh, kind. thank you. Uh, I'm you, Kate. Okay, thanks, Gabby. Uh, so you, uh, I'm Millie Norwinkle. If I already introduced myself, it's been that kind of a day. I feel like I may have introduced myself already. You, you know what? As, as many times as you want to do it, I'm gonna need to hear it. It's uh, it's a real busy day. There's a lot of names going around. Uh, yeah, Millie. Um, I noticed you. Uh, I mean, this this is this is pretty big deal stuff going on here. Very unusual for uh, a, a magistrate to be killed in a, a courtroom. Uh, Incredibly I noticed, unusual. I noticed you uh, checking out that that door frame over there. That, yeah, there's uh, there was something. I so I was here when this happened. I, I didn't. I didn't turn. Oh my goodness! Was, oh, of course, it's a huge case. Oh my. Yeah. God. So I was I was watching. I was listening to the the former Hemi Megastrate Gillette and the former ex Deputy Megastrate Ivan Scowl, and I caught something out of the corner of my eye. And as I turned, I saw this woman fire her bow. Uh, she was she was wearing a high guard uniform. It was insane. I assume she's not a high guard. That's why you guys are investigating it. But yeah, oh, absolutely. If it's one of your, I guess. Anyway, so I saw her, and she turned, and she turned to him a minute, a minute with these huge horns, and she ran through this door, and there's just, I feel like there's something I should be getting about that that doesn't quite ring true, and I'm not. She's like she scratches her head and she looks at the door frame again. I'm just not getting it. Hmm. Is it uh, is is something hurting your head about it when you look at the door? Is no, no. I just, okay. it's one of those things where you, it's like, it's kind of on the tip of my tongue. Like some tip of my brain. I know what I saw that didn't quite fit, but I can't quite, I can't quite 
can quite get it in my conscious mind. Maybe you know? if we look at it together. I yeah, always why don't we both. Why don't we both try and perceive the door? Maybe investigate the door frame and see what we might find let's, out together. Let's investigate <laughs> this door. That's a good call. Uh, Aaron is going to sing a little investigation song <laughs> uh, in order to inspire uh, Millie and uh, and himself to do a good job. Uh, and uh, yeah, give give us a little bardic inspiration. So- First official use of Bardic Inspiration. Wonderful. Mm. You have this power. You've literally never used it before. We have, we have so <laughs> many That's great, of officer. Are you so professional? You could be a professional performer. Wait, did you say your name was Twilson? That, uh, that does definitely sound familiar to me. Oh, like, sure. Very familiar. Absolutely, yeah. I used to be uh, part of the traveling Twilsons. Uh, anyway, hey, let's solve a murder, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what was your, what was your uh, investigate? Let's find out. Results. Oh, here yeah. it is. Uh, 13 plus 4 is 17. Oh, man. You investigated the heck out of that door there frame. There we go. Um, you, it's a normal door frame. Um, you can still right. sort of see the, <laughs> you can still see the residual charms from your, when you have cast detect magic, they're still kind of like burnt into the thing in your mind. You can see them. Um, and then it occurs to you, this door frame is normal sized, which means it's way too narrow for the chief in her minotaur form to go through. Like her horns would have torn up the, the door frame a lot. Mm. But in the vision, you remember she did go right through it. She turned perfectly and then went straight through the door frame. But it didn't occur to you until just now, standing here from this angle, that there's no way she could have gone through. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron kind of steps back and does. Uh, and, uh, I hate illusion magic. Those, she had those huge horns. There's no way she could have gone through that. But I watched her do it. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm thinking illusion magic. There was, uh, there's no way there was, a, uh, sorry, I don't want to, I mean, I need your professional uh, opinion, but there's no way illusion. Like, have you, I know this courtroom is super warded and like Jodelette is the only, definitely the only illusionist to pull it off. And he is in anti-magic silver manacles. There's no one else who could have done this. You're, uh, not even someone with a powerful magical artifact. Well, I mean, yeah, but who's got a powerful magic illusory artifact lying around? Well, somebody stole one this morning from the Church of Fashionology. You don't say. She immediately pulls out a notepad and starts writing things down. <laughs> and I'm sorry, what's your name again, officer? officer? Wilson, right? Aaron, Aaron Wilson? Wilson, yes. Aaron uh, Wilson, the high guard. And you're Millie Norwinkle, right? I, I Roguishly handsome. Love your way. So, yeah, you're so in-depth. Uh, it's really amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I think I've cleaned up a couple. I mean, I think I've reported on a couple of the cases that the high guard handled um, a little differently than I would have maybe <clears throat> expected. Yes, well, we uh, are an unconventional unit of the government. That's that's a very I, yes, that's a very good way to put it. Uh, and with that, that unconventional unit of the government, uh, Aaron thinks back to his extremely unconventional morning. Oh, good. Uh, and we returned to uh, Aaron this morning, not in his high guard uniform, in his uh, his his uh, just his morning outfit, whatever he was wearing, um, chasing coffee makers down the street. Uh, Traguna Draxon of the Draxon Five has apparently just purchased them, and Aaron is desperate for one. Uh, and you see Traguna go into a uh, the back of a theater. Uh. Yeah, Aaron's Aaron's gonna try to rush up and like get get a finger in the door just before it closes. Yeah, there's definitely a bouncer at this entrance, like a, like a security kind of bouncer, not like a crowd bouncer, like a real security guy. Okay, uh, then Aaron's going to put on his "I belong here" because this is a theater attitude and uh, go ahead and and give him a nod and try to walk on by. I I don't know what do we what do we what what does that bouncer say? What 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 who goes there? What's all this thing? Hey, hey! Good morning, uh, Steve. Right? Yeah. Um, that's, that's Steve. I... Oh gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I've uh, just been reading through some of these old scripts, and I get the pronunciations all wrong. It's different when you when you look at the names. I have a hard time remembering. Uh, you know, the, they, they don't write that accent mark for nothing. That's you know, I I may have just come across the pond uh, over the bridge, right, the Portage Bridge, but uh, right, you can't be treating me like like I not. Oh my goodness, I mean, absolutely no offense. You know, it takes so many people to make a production like this work. And I'm just so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that, that you're a part of this. 
uh, Steve, I'm, I'm just headed in, you know, it's early morning. I got a long day ahead and, uh, I want to get in there and, and make this show the best it can be. Sure you do. Sure you do. As soon as you show a pass to, uh, Betty over there that she believes in, I'll let you in. What is, what is Betty? Yeah. What does Betty treat that pass off? Betty oh, is yeah, that's right. Silent. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that we could just jump in. <laughs> That's right. Bring your bring your pass to me, and I'll tell him to let you by. Right. Oh my. Oh my goodness. Oh, I must have left it at home. You know how it is. I haven't had my coffee today, and oh, I, sweetheart, I know exactly how it is. I just. I was so excited to to get in here and be a a, a part of this. I can't believe the the tracks in five are in town, and uh, boy, what a show it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be a great show. Yep, so uh love to just... Too bad you can't be a part of it because you don't have a pass, huh? Yep, real shame. So, uh, uh, Betty, Steve, are y'all really going to do me like that? If I'm if I'm not in there, there's there's not going to be any uh, trapeze performance. What? I, what? If, I don't, if I don't get in there and... and You're get right, there's right. not going to be a trapeze performance because there's no trapeze performance. Oh, now, Betty, I know it's subtle, but how do you think they do that flying entrance? That uses trapeze equipment. Um, I have no trapeze equipment listed here. I don't have a trapeze artist. I don't have a trapeze coming through this door. What makes you think that I am unattentive? I know what you are. You're a fan of the Traxxon 5. And you're not just going to get in here under my watch so that I can get another reprimand from my supervisor. That's for sure. That's right, Betty. If you want to get in, you're going to have to pull a Traxxon 5 fan meet and greet lottery like everybody else. Okay, Mr. Smart Guy? Oh, I can see why you got that reprimand. Yeah, cute. reach into this ball and pull out a cube, and if it's a golden cube, you get to meet the Jackson 5, and if not, you got to go home. <sighs> All right. Aaron reaches in. Oh, look you at that. Me. It's a golden cube. You got in. What luck. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, step right in his way, sir. Please. Uh, my apologies. Okay. And uh, some people. <sighs> And we, we cut away from Aaron as he enters the theater so close on the heels of his coffee makers. Return to the courtroom of former deputy magistrate uh, Iman Scowl, of course. Um, so what are you guys doing? There's Gillette still in the courtroom. Um, uh, you've, you've, you've shown that it's a, a peerless uh, archery shot. And you've proved that the chief couldn't have walked through those doors with her horns. Uh, Blood Crusher has uh, sort of sidled his way up to a reception desk. Uh, in, in Is there a reception desk in the Just outside offices? the door, there's definitely a reception desk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he walks up to the receptionist and goes, mm, excuse me, uh, me am uh, uh, operating with with some investigators for uh, for magistrate uh, assassination that took place earlier this afternoon. My name is Francine. How can I help you? Ah, uh, Francine. Uh, very nice to meet you. Uh, me wondering if there were any guards on duty out outside of magistrate's office uh, that might have seen a murderer who who. Uh, left office earlier today in hurry. I don't know if I should be sharing that information with you, sir. It seems like pretty privileged information to just give some random Joe off the street. Francine, may we may me level with you? You may be whatever level you'd like. Uh, Blood Crusher leans down um, and he... Uh, Opens opens uh, the book on her desk uh, with his picture in the interior cover. Yeah, me not some random Joe. Me, me here, me here on a fact finding mission. Me, me occasionally go out into the populace looking for interesting characters. Me immediately uh, drawn to you. 
Crime oh scene. my god, the RKB Blood Crusher. I am the most excited I've ever been in my entire life. Francine, that reads. Francine, that really reads. Uh, you strike me as someone who have uh, magnetic personality. I've People literally never been told that before, but it feels so true. You, you, someone uh, that people know and that know people. I do. Why don't you give me uh, persuasion or persuasion. deception maybe? with advantage? Definitely with advantage. advantage. Okay. Sure. Um, rolling persuasion. First one's an eight, so hopefully I roll better than that. Oh, there we go. Uh, Fifteen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She 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 gushes just and tells you everything you want to know. Oh yeah. yeah what does that look there like? Was, there was a <laughs> there were that there was there was uh 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 Niveau. He's like our regular guard, and we had. Oh, slow guard. down! Me trying to get it all. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm just so excited. You won't even believe it. So Nouveau was here. He's our old. He's our our regular guard, and we had Ancien, and he's our very newest guard. It was his first day and he took a bathroom break uh really he didn't see yeah he didn't see anything uh and he's over by the side door there so that would have been where he'd have seen something Navo's over there so he didn't see anything and i saw them the person run out but i only saw a little bit of him it's a shame on cn was in here he definitely would have seen it if he'd been here uh might you point me in direction of Ancien? Yeah, Ancien's uh, locker room locker is in that room right there. It's got oh. a re- it's got a real good lock on it. Francine, you real sweetheart, Francine. Me really appreciate you help me find new character study for upcoming novel. I love you. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to meet you, Mr. Blood Crusher. Would you please autograph my book? I'm so excited. I can't even. She's shaking. Her hands are just like <laughs> vibrating when she holds up this book. Blood Crusher takes out his quill um, and writes to, uh, to my most vivacious and enthusiastic fan. Uh, love, KB Blood Crusher. I will treasure this until the end of my days. And she goes back to her work. And, and please ignore you. Um, cool. Blood Crusher walks over to locker to the locker, oh, yeah. coughs loudly, and just punches it <laughs> until it opens. <laughs> um, you know just what? a bit of coughing. You're like a half orc, right? Or a full orc? Yeah, uh, he is. A, he is a half orc. Uh, Fair enough. Not have you access punch to until it opens, <laughs> and it, it pops open. Uh, and <laughs> you... Oh my! <laughs> hey, do you need do, do you need a, a lozenge in there or something? Me fine. All right, you say so. Uh, inside the locker is a scroll, a bound scroll um, that is almost shimmering uh, with magic. You can you can sense it even though you are not currently using detect magic. Uh, Blood Crusher. Uh uses uh, the detective instincts that were taught to him earlier today and he immediately pokes it. <laughs> um, you, you, you poke the scroll, it doesn't do anything. Um, but as you poke the scroll, you uh, bump um, the, the back of the lo- like you, you poke it against the back of the locker and the back of the locker, it goes right through the back of the locker. There's, uh, there's no, like it just passes right through it. Uh... He raises an eyebrow, he grabs the scroll, and he climbs inside the locker. You go right through the locker. Do any of our, either of our, any of the three of our, our professional detectives notice <laughs> any of this? Like, their the right along person disappearing? So, the arrow tastes like blood. Who aims this well? <laughs> uh, Aaron is talking to Millie, uh, just like, yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know. Where did your Where did KB go? Wasn't he just here a second ago? Oh, he just he's okay. He wants us to ignore him. Anyway, oh, wait a minute. No, he's yeah, he's gone. It sounded was that him coughing just now. He could definitely use a lozenge. 
Maybe. Oh god. Uh, oh, I'll oh! I, I have a lozenge or something like it. It's it's an arrow. Anyway, I, I can help. <laughs> Ellen, put she, that down. <laughs> she, uh, she sits down and continues working on her story. Uh, right. So you guys, you guys dash into the hallway where you just catch uh, KB's foot disappearing into a locker <laughs> through the to the open locker room door. It's a locker room mystery. <laughs> not a, not again. The locker, the witch in the wardrobe. That's my favorite thing. Scott. Yep. So Aaron, uh, Aaron's gonna follow that half orc. Uh, so yeah, you you. I assume Ilan and Bark do the same. You all step into a a small-ish room, uh, that, and you you turn around and you can see through the opening, uh, and you can see the faint haze that is the that looks like the interior of a locker from this side. Clearly, there's illusion magic uh, holding this holding this locker. There's a small shelf there that the scroll was sitting on, but the the back of the locker has been moved, removed entirely. Uh, in this room, you see a uh, a weapon rack with a bow and several bows, actually, and several quivers of red-fletched arrows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see a big corkboard with uh, pick with uh, uh, portraits of people, like sketches of people, and red yarn, and like uh, news news scroll clippings. Conspiracy board. Uh, I, I got it. Board. They talked about these in the academy, and I I thought no sane criminal would ever build one of these, but here it is. Yeah, I I just read about them in great stories. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna look. At- oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <they're- laughs> if only you had a professional uh, mystery author with you. Yeah, over <laughs> right here. In this fantasy direction, I'm looking. Uh, uh, pretend me not here. I, pretend me not hard. here. It's really hard. I keep bumping into you because you're like in the door. Ugh. But before before they can investigate the corkboard, uh, Aaron flashes back to his morning where he was also looking at a corkboard with pictures of the Draxon Five uh, headshots, glamour head uh, glamour head portraits uh, hanging from this corkboard. Uh, it's got it's got all five of them. Traguna. It's got Macorides, it's got Tricorum, it's got Sadus, and it's got everybody's favorite, D. Uh, the entire Draxon 5, uh, they are pretty talented. D's obviously the most talented. Like, he's young and he's, uh, he's very charismatic. Obviously, a go in places. Um, and, uh, but right in front of him are five pristine, brand new, silver-plated coffee makers. Um, all five of them boiling, percolating with coffee, and uh, a few, only a few um, performers in bright red jumpsuits stand between him and these coffee makers. Mm. Who uh, do I recognize the performers as, oh, as the Jackson Five? It's it's several members of the Jackson Five. So yeah, the the shows. Uh, well, we got like two hours for the, for the the pre-show rehearsal. We've got an autograph session. And the show starts at like six, I think. Oh my! Oh my goodness! Uh, hello, uh, hi, Draxons. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Hey, yeah, it's it's cool, you know. Uh, do, do, yeah, I, you uh, to, do you hear to explain to us how these machines work? Is that is that what you're doing? Oh, I I absolutely could if you if you want. I'm uh, you know I'm actually a bit of a performer myself, and uh, Aaron will go and start. W- working the machine to get himself a cup of coffee. <laughs> does does, does uh, he mean, uh, D, does, 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 does he mean that uh, he's a performer of coffee? Because uh, we, we really need someone who knows no, how to No, no, no. Only the hands of a true performer would know how to work a coffee machine like that. Kid, do you sing by any chance? Do you dance? Are oh. you a trained acrobat and choreographed performance professional? Actually, that that last one is the thing that I am most. <laughs> Ac- that acrobatics is, is my specialty. That is astonishing. D, that is astonishing. McCordy, that is astonishing. I'm all astonishment. Um, uh, are you busy tonight? And we cut uh, away. Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll find out. We're gonna have to find out. We're gonna have to find out how that goes when we find out what the scales of justice are. Ooh. 
Um, so we cut back to uh, this this room, this dark room. Uh, there's a corkboard. It's covered in uh, some of the new scroll clippings are, are 10, 15, 20 years old. Um, they, they chronicle a serial killer called, known as the Red Fletcher and the investigation uh, of Durango Broadbone and uh, uh, other officers of the High Guard as they, they track down. There's a number of killings. Um, you see... Um, you see a, a, a sketch of Durango standing next uh, next to the chief. You recognize um, she's not in her minotaur form, but you recognize uh, one of her other common forms. It's a, um, a, a short tigress, a humanoid tiger. Um, and it says, uh, uh, senior officer Durango Broadbone with rookie high guard officer. And, um, and but you recognize it's obviously the chief. Uh, and uh, it, it a lot of the articles talk about how the Red Fletcher is a peerless archer. Um, they talk about um, uh, about his his killings. They talk about the victims, and then you see the ones where they talk about his capture and his trial and his execution. Um, and none of the articles uh, name the killer as Vata Bosek. Um, actually, none of them name him at all. He's one of those. One of those serial killers that they they don't name. Vada Vosek doesn't appear in any of the any any of the clippings about the Red Fletcher. He, he did tell um, us he had other names. You do see you do see something about Vata Bosek though. In the very corner, um, with a question mark uh, written in red quill, is a small article about uh, local DJ Vata Bosek, um, who who does uh, uh, music and um, uh, uh, and ventriloquism it says hmm. Hmm. Uh, and in the center of this board are two uh, portraits and uh, a, sing a single sentence one is a portrait of Durango and one is a portrait of the chief and it just says the high guard will burn below them in horrible chiller font <laughs> wow, they went to a lot of work to typeset this. Yeah, that's kind of creepy, right? Such terrible font choice. So, did did we leave Broadbane back at the office? I feel like he signed up with the High Guard, and then we got so excited to leave and actually investigate a real mystery that that he just stayed in the office. H hang, hang on. He's he's been following us around. Aaron jumps out of the locker. <laughs> <laughs> Durango, Durango's sitting on a bench uh, outside the courtroom, uh, having some tea. Thank you, Francine. This is remarkably good, actually. Hey, well, hey, rookie. It's all right. Ro ah, yes, Officer Twilson. What can I do for you, Officer Twilson? He stands up and stands to attention. Into he the drops the tea on accident. Shattered oh, that's probably expensive. Uh, hey, Rook, into the secret hidey hole. We need your eyes on this. Uh, sure enough. <laughs> and he lumbers over and barely, like he turns sideways and he just kind of forces his yeah. gigantic pecs past the, the the entry through the locker and pokes his head in and, and comes that, in. That was a lot like birthing a goat. Watching that <laughs> from this side, it was really incredible, actually. You know, I've never been compared to a goat before. Usually it's like a bear or like an Adonis, well, but go, that's not too bad. What can I say? Uh, I think you got stable footing. This looks crazy. What's all this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a conspiracy wall. A real one. Damn. I wouldn't call it a conspiracy wall. You all hear a, a, a voice, and it is inside your minds. Ah, uh, nuts. But also echoing in the room. And a, a section of the rock wall... Uh, uh, disappears, and you see uh, a a normal-looking uh, Azamar. So uh, uh, his eyes are completely silver, um, and this is definitely Vata Bosek. And he has a bow strung over one shoulder and a quiver of red-fletched arrows at his hip. And there's a red ring on his finger and a golden pendant around his neck. Ilan draws a slightly bent uh, short sword with a bag taken out of it. And says, "You're under arrest, Vada Bosek, A.K.A. that guy who killed the 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 guy over there, the the Red Fletcher." Right, that too. You're you're under oh. arrest for for uh, um, creating illusions without a license and impersonating the chief and uh, other things yet to be determined. Come quietly, or please come quietly. 
Oh, I don't think I'll be coming quietly, officers. In fact, I think I won't be coming at all. I have another errand to run, but he checks his wrist sundial in the middle of the sunless room. But I believe you yourself have an appointment and you hear noises from outside, uh, from, th from through the locker room. Make way, make way. The new deputy magistrate is holding a trial of the murder of the previous deputy magistrate. That's really specific. Well, my job is to announce things. At this point, Bloodcrusher uh, opens that scroll sort of very subtly. What what scroll would it be? Do I need uh, to roll a, an Arcana or? Um, yeah, why don't you give me an Arcana check? We'll see how well you understand. We'll see how well you understand it. Okay, uh, that is eighteen. Whoa! You are one of the most accomplished uh, 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 spell crafters in the city. We'll say you may not have powerful magic, but you you know the ins and outs of the structures of magic. This is an illusion scroll. Uh, its original purpose is to uh, to create visions, uh, illusory visions, powerful enough to fool a seer, um, which is uh, something you've mm. never seen or even heard of before today. And it's something you wouldn't have believed possible before today, but sure enough, that's what this scroll is. And uh, you actually notice a couple of interesting bits of the scroll. You don't know if you could cast the whole thing, but you think you could pull off some interesting illusion magic with this scroll. Hmm. It wouldn't be quite as powerful because you don't have quite the, the oomph, but I think with this scroll, you'd be able to pull off something pretty interesting. So, so that's what you, so you've got, you've got that. Um, uh, and Vata says, no, I, I think you've got things to attend to and, I have things to attend to, and we'll just go about our merry ways, and I won't kill you. How does that sound? That sounds like a perfectly good and now! And uh, <laughs> the, the chief and Illin both uh, jump on. Yes, the chief. Uh, go ahead and give me a pair of attack rolls. Yeah, Aaron's going for it. It's like, Illin, no! <laughs> Illin got a natural one. Perfect. Oh come on! I love it. It couldn't <laughs> this, be better. All right. The I hope the chief gets party. natural twenty. Oh please, 20, 20 for this chief. Uh, well, it wasn't a one. No, it wasn't a two. <laughs> but it was no better. It was a three. Okay. So, uh, Illin and uh, Bark dive at uh, villainous mastermind Vata Bosek, and uh, he steps casually to the side, trips Illin, and uh, Bark goes. Tubbling after turns around, stops, and just begins licking Ellen's face relentlessly oh. to make sure Ellen's okay. Oh, th thanks, thanks, Chief. But we gotta get him. He's, he's. Oh, you're so cute. He looks. Vata Bosek turns to uh, Blood Crusher and uh, Officer Twilson and just raises his eyebrow. Uh, Aaron. Aaron looks at Durango, and uh, <laughs> it's like, didn't did you solve this uh, this case? This. This is the guy that you supposedly killed for the the Red Fletcher. Durango's face is a mixture of astonishment and like fury and terror a little bit. Like, hey, I caught the Red Fletcher. And this isn't the Red Fletcher. He died 15 years ago. He was executed. But those are the Red Fletcher's arrows and that's his bow. And that's his voice, there's no way on earth I can ever forget that horrible voice. I've never heard it in my head before, but that's the Red Fletcher. And he he uh, pulls out, he has, I believe, a gigantic maul. Ooh. Today right. he has a gigantic maul. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in lieu of a billy club. And uh, he takes a swing uh, at, at Vata Bosek and, and he dodges, but the maul cracks the ground and sends shards flying everywhere. And it, uh, you see the rest of the illusion around the cave fall. And uh, you see um, uh, more plans, costumes, um, uh, 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 other stolen goods, like minor stolen goods, like coins and, and weaponry and things all around the cave. Uh, the, the cork board is still there. The, the conspiracy board is still there, but there's a lot of other stuff in this cave. Um, including a uh, a black robe with uh, mm. that with a hole in the blood stain in the in the chest of it. But, but oh. the, the magistrate moved. How? What? And unless he wasn't the what? 
And Vata, um, uh, uh, you guys hear now with that crack, you hear other voices like, did you hear that? What's going on in this locker room? And Vata looks around and um, he grabs the pendant and he disappears. Ah, nuts. And you hear footsteps for a second, but you don't see a thing. Good one, Rook. You cast us the collar. Yeah, Durango. <sighs> well, now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You're doing, just terrible. You're doing your best, buddy. Uh, so you 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 are quickly found by uh, by clerks of the court, by bailiffs and such. And yes, hello. Uh, in here, we found a murder room. <laughs> uh, yeah, bring them on here. Bring everything out. Yeah, bring everything out. Uh, you see a a a um, a semi make no <laughs> semi magistrate a okay, pseudo magistrate no hemi hemi demi semi deputy magistrate that desi you see a, a semi no Milla, a milla a no, milla a millistrate a millistrate no that's not right landarcanum uh, is not on scientific units yeah no they are imperial for sure <laughs> for sure uh, a semi magistrate um and uh this person looked very upset uh and they are uh they have no time they say all right, get everybody here. You're everybody here. And they look around and they pick at random from the crowd uh, jurors. You 12 in the corner. Stand right there. And you see the chief in manacles with uh, Roth Badman and uh, other Black Inquisition, uh, Black Inquisitors. And uh, they say, all right. This woman murdered a deputy magistrate. Objection? Interfered with the magistrate appointee process. The objection? Yes, are we, pardon are we me, part officer. Of this Sorry, well, um, we have reason to believe that that magistrate isn't the real person. Look, the the chief didn't do it. We've got evidence of a conspiracy to implicate the chief, and yeah. and the Red Fletcher did it. We have witnesses here: Durango Broadbone, former high guard, and uh, another victim of the conspiracy, and famous author. Uh, KB Bloodcrusher. Uh, pr- pretend me not here. No, please, oh my please. God, recognize that KB Bloodcrusher. Uh, who, who, who witnessed us? Uh, You're the worst author I've ever read. Oh, oh, but we, well, no, if it isn't kidding, oh my, my old boys' excited. school rival. <laughs> That's right. It's me, E.G. Stone Sniffer. E.G. Stone Sniffer. KB, you've always been a hack. And you'll always be a hack. I'm a semi-megastrate now. You won't be ducking my head in any more toilets, KB. Well, oh. Swirlies, KB. If you knew who was a hack, perhaps you would be famous author instead of magistrate, perhaps? His, his, <laughs> his, his cheeks go scarlet and he shakes and his wig ruffles off to the side a little bit. His, his megastrate wig ruffles off to the side. All right, we're having a trial right now. We have evidence for the chief, and we have evidence for some sort of elaborate, insane conspiracy. It's not that elaborate. It's one person. Well, it's 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 also you've not had that, your that say. insane. I mean, we've seen way more insane things. Just, just well, put forth your theory then, because the obvious theory here is that your chief officer killed the deputy magistrate for reasons of her own. Well, what's your theory? And we'll have our jury decide. Quickly, uh, please. Well, we've got a, a room, a room full of physical evidence showing a conspiracy <laughs> that that uh, spans from attacking the chief and Durango Broadbone uh, through a, a long series of of cases uh, that were used to acquire a series of artifacts to steal the uh, the illusory power of the uh, the gem of Gersachi, which was used to form a, a vision that that faked it out. There's a there's a oh, there's a scroll. I don't. I don't have the scroll. There is a scroll. Without that scroll, your case clearly has no. But but but, but we but we have a, a like a, a judge's outfit with an arrow in it. The the magistrate wouldn't have allowed hmm. this to to have gone somewhere else. It, it's supposed to go for the rightful new position holder, right? Um, I don't think it's up to our jury. But I think if you don't have that scroll and is that so, and you're no telling one me could possibly yeah. Go ahead, KB. Please enlighten us all. Yes, Stone Sniffer. If I understand situation correctly, you would need a scroll that would be capable of casting illusion magic 
in a courtroom warded against delusion magic in order to even begin to believe this story. Is that correct? That's certainly true. And I, I think we all know how ludicrous that is why I eat my own wig if such a thing even existed. I'd, I'd let you give me a... I'd let you duck my head in the, the toilet if that's such a thing. It's preposterous. Uh, so as he is saying that... Um, I, uh, I think that the courtroom slowly starts to like waver in front of everyone's vision. Um, and we see dark shadows like, uh, moving throughout the courtroom that coalesce into a giant vision of stone sniffers, mother who (laughs) imposingly looms over him saying, you leave that blood crusher boy alone. Mommy, I mommy, warned please. you for the last time. And now I shall get my, seek my punishment upon you. And that will be none other than the Red Fletcher. And uh, shadowy curtains uh, in, your, in his mother's robes unfurl and Whoa. a horrifying vision of the red flesher appears before him in court and draws back a bow with brilliant vermilion or no, I'm sorry, brilliant red arrow fletching. Uh, it sails through the air and uh, buries itself deep in the magistrate's chest until the illusion uh dissipates as uh, Blood Crusher rolls up the scroll and places it on the desk. Me wish to present Exhibit A. And I think we need to turn to our Twitch audience to give us a vote. Um, <laughs> do you think that our officer, Zan, ride along author, presented enough evidence to exonerate the chief officer of the High Guard from the murder and uh, convict uh, in absentia, the Red Fletcher, Vatabosek, of this murder and of many other crimes to boot. I believe. I believe there's, there's probably a, a slight delay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. So we'll we'll uh, wait it out, and then we'll put a minute fifth, a minute and a half 50. on the clock. And uh, yeah, everybody in chat, vote uh, guilty or not guilty. There, are, there's a check mark and an Xbox uh, emoji if you want to. But but uh, whatever, do your best to to vote, and we'll tally them up. Uh, over the next minute and a half, uh, start yep. timer. And just to be clear, it's it's a we're voting guilty for Vada Bosek being guilty. Yes. Or, yeah, actually, <laughs> th- th- there's probably some clarification <laughs> let's, required. Let's, yeah, let's let's say mm. yeah, let's say vote guilty if you believe Vata Bosek is guilty and innocent if you are... believe the chief is innocent. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. The charges. Let's say the charges are against Vata Bosek, not against the chief. All right. And and if the, and if Vata Bosek is found innocent, the chief will be guilty uh, because be guilty by that's how it works. Binary, right. yeah. Uh, so in the meantime, while we're, while we're counting that down, let's jump back to the theater. Uh, and Scott, can you tell us the scales of justice? What's what are we looking at? Failure to successes. Uh, we're we're looking at four failures, uh, thanks to me and Bark breaking into a wood a plank. Uh, four, yep. five successes, oh, thanks to boy. KD Blood Crusher crushing his. Uh, rolls tonight uh, all right so aaron what you 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 are on stage with the draxon five all five members have returned but they they went ahead and let you jump on stage uh what are you what does this performance look like uh so so aaron is wearing one of their spare red jumpsuits and it doesn't it doesn't quite fit right but uh but he doesn't shoulder pads yeah like it's it's sticking out into space and uh he is just so happy so he's uh he starts out as like one of the the background singers and uh you know they're they're starting up one of their famous numbers uh d is down in front like hitting those really high notes and uh as as that happens like the band starts to uh to hit like a real tense note and the background singers all kind of hit like an ooh. And then the other background singers fall away. And Aaron is pulled up by a set of rigging straight straight into the air and out over the audience uh, where he does like a series of flips in the air using the rigging, uh, bounces off of a couple of uh, catwalks, does a, does a few bounces back and forth between the stage as, as the music just, just rises straight up and D hits some screaming notes and everybody's uh, in on the song. And uh, <laughs> 
he comes he comes down uh, back to the stage and slides through back to his microphone and jumps up with the other background singers just as uh, they get back to the chorus of the song. Oh, and, and the, the song the song continues. And at the end of the concert, uh, the Draxon Five are gathered around you. Uh, uh, McCoy's is is just gushing. You guys, this Tolson kid, he has got it. Uh, you. You were amazing. And we, I think, the five of us would like to give you a gift. It's a very special gift. It's a coffee maker. It's this coffee maker right here. <laughs> and it is it, it is signed by all five members of the Draxon Five. Uh, they, they've, oh my gosh. they've used magic to engrave the, the steel uh, around the coffee maker with all five of their names. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron openly like kisses it in front of him and hugs it, and it's just like, you have no idea how much this means to me. I, you, you've always been stage heroes of mine, and and coffee is is my favorite food and beverage in the world, and oh, no one's ever going to believe this. Well, uh, you just tell them the Drax and Five sent you, and they all go out on a. Ooh. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, one of them's got a really neat voice for a kid. They kind of, uh, they kind of just let it fade. They're like, "All right, bye." <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, what did our jury decide? It, it looks. Uh, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's unanimous guilty. It, that is what it looks like to me too. Uh, the the semi megastrate E. G. Stone sniffer um, listened to the jury's verdict and says, "Well." It looks like it looks like this Vada Bosek character is guilty of the murder of Deputy Megastrate Diamond Scowl and uh, a number of other crimes as well. We'll we'll have to look into exactly how he managed to tamper with uh, the the Megastracial magic and acquire this robe. But uh, it's obvious that that your chief officer here is innocent on all charges. So it's my mm, duty to uh, to reinstate. The high guard and all of their glory, uh, and uh, you can leave. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. All right. And uh, uh, um, a nilly Norwegian pokes. Uh, excuse me. Somebody make straight. Uh, are you forgetting something? I recall a, a sort of a verbal contract previous to your to the jury's uh, ruling, your decision. Weren't you supposed to partake in a particularly unpleasant meal and uh, maybe take a head bath? And he, he looks at KB Blood Crusher, and then it cuts to him, like, dipping his head in the toilet with, a, with the wig in his mouth, just chewing on it un, unhappily. Uh, toilet wig. Me uh, <laughs> take no more pleasure in this than you. It's the law. <laughs> it is the law. It goes to show so, you, you know, that, that uh, everything works out in the end. We... We may be a little bit slapstick and a little bit shoddy in what we do, but we get justice. Is that you're right, this, former chief? Rolf. You're, you're saying this as as you're walking back to the station now, chief in tow. Uh, uh, and just as you say that, we always get justice. Isn't that right, chief? Former chief. And you're around the corner. The station has been burned to the ground. My the high guard station is maker. gone. They are <laughs> my coffee maker, and Aaron is gone into the rubble. Like, thank you so much to uh, James D'Amato of Internet Fame. James, <laughs> is that the title now? That's that's what I that's what I put on my script. It's right here from okay. the Internet of Internet Fame. Uh, James, why don't you go and tell us a little bit about you and all the cool things that you do, and then we'll get to your character. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm James D'Amato of Internet Fame. You might recognize me from websites and social media. Uh, I'm, I'm on the wide web and that's where you can find me in my many works, uh, including text, audio and video works. Uh, but also, uh, I do come from the one shot podcast, uh, which is over at oneshotpodcast.com, where we do lots of actual play, uh, very much like the, our friends at the RPG Academy. Um, I host a show called one shot where, uh, we tour different role playing systems, uh, about once every month, we bring a new cast of players to play a new role-playing system uh, so you can check out uh, the variety that's out there. And uh, we bring improvisers on to play 
Uh, so it's a little bit uh, funnier than most actual plays out there. And if you would like to listen to some of the actual plays that I do, you can head over to oneshotpodcast.com and listen to those. And if you'd like to talk to me, perhaps about tonight's episode, uh, you can tweet me at oneshotrpg. Thanks for listening to Lawful and Orderly Special Visions Unit. Join our detectives next time for another exciting adventure in Lan Arcanum. Same RPG time. Same RPG Academy. Scott Brown can be found on Twitter at G-E-O-W-T-F. Jeffrey Copeland can be found on Twitter at A-T-L underscore Spielberg. Marty McGuire can be found on Twitter at Schmarty. James D'Amato can be found on Twitter at OneShotRPG. And Andrew J. Young can be found on Twitter at ThatOneGM. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review on our iTunes page, which helps other listeners find the show. Thanks.